0: Life Audio. And whenever you're listening to this, um, we're talking about self control today.
1: Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free.
2: Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Hey.
1: Hey.
0: We're back. Well, Welcome back, baby. Welcome back. Episode 45. We're ready, baby. We are. Carl said it. He confirmed it is 45. He did some kind of hand motion, had me freaked out for a second, which is now why I'm on this rabbit trail and I need to get back. Man, if you missed last week, obviously, if you're tracking with us, we're in the series. um, We're talking about the – Second Peter, chapter uh, 1, verse 3 through 11. It's also what we base our Lost and Found, uh, Recovering Christ curriculum on. But we took a pause last week. We had been the Hitman Fuller on. Mm. <laughs> man. And I just added that nickname. Uh, he did not give me permission for that nickname, but we had him on. And, man, what an episode.
3: Amazing, spirit-filled, spirit-led. I mean, just captivating episode from start to finish. We even talked to him for 15 or so minutes before the podcast. We talked to him for another 30 or so minutes afterwards. After just amazing man of God. Yeah. Uh, he just clicked. We just clicked yeah. immediately.
0: And he, I mean, his DNA and, and view and addiction, his own testimony, man, he is an ally from the rooms of recovery comes Absolutely. the revival of a nation. And he's with us. And if you guys are not familiar with Ben Fuller, um, Check him out. I, you've probably heard his songs um, and you just didn't realize it. But I think most people are starting to know who he is. But if you're not, that's a guy, just his voice is, uh, yeah, he's, go check him out. We're, we're excited that we had him. <clears throat> a lot of response. Um, you shared with us some some feedback from um, people that listen. So, so that's awesome, man. Great episode, but we're back in this, man. We're back in this lost and found. We've also had good feedback about how this is just beneficial to go through it. We're also, this is going to be in, in on YouTube. This is going to be on our, our vodcast or podcast or whatever it is channel, but it's also going to be under our Lost and Found channel. People that go through the workbook, people that are at churches and have Lost and Found uh, groups, I think this will be a beneficial tool to go and play one of these episodes one night during the meeting or something like that. Uh, and tonight we're talking, or today or whatever, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, um, we 're talking about self control today, and so let me um let me read this um, the scripture, and then let 's take a quick break and then when we come back Chitty, why don 't you break it down and really kind of kind of get the shovel out let 's start digging into god 's word absolutely awesome so again, this is second Peter uh, we read chapter three through eleven that 's kind of the foundational uh of where we we really see the sanctification and growth and it 's really that 's where our curriculum is based on but that but chapter or chapter but verse 12 I, and again i don't know that we've ever been charged with this but as you, re, you completely repeat things and you go over things again it, in your mind it's like man this could be redundant or something about hey you've already said that but i kind of want to read this in reference to why we're repeating it why we're going over it and Absolutely. this is this is literally verse 12 so the scripture's 3 through 11 and this is 12 through 15 i want to just read this to you and then go back says this, So I will always remind you of these things. I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Yeah, so the truth doesn't change. You've heard me say that. We're we're going to consistently tell you the truth. And if, if it sounds redundant, we're told in God's word that there's benefit there, that there's benefit to remind you, although you know these things. Or maybe you're hearing them for the first time, or maybe you've read this, or maybe, man, this is common sense is what you're saying. Man, the Bible's saying that it's fruitful for us to put this before you, for you to put this before others yourself and constantly go through these things, and it's beneficial so that you're sound in it, right? So here's the root verses, starting at verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us very great and precious promises. So that you so that through them, through what, through his promises, his great and precious promises, that through them you may participate in the divine nature, man, we almost need to like do a mm-hmm. whole series on some of this stuff through his divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil or sinful desires. I always stop there, I probably always will that word desire <clears throat> when you hear it when you're discussing anything but really when you're discussing addiction desires for something cause me you you most people going through addiction it causes us it we will do wicked things that maybe we would have never thought in our wildest years that we would have done for this desire for this drug or this drink or this porn or whatever it may be and the bible just said that we can escape those and then it says this this is the meat. This is the principles. For this very reason, make every effort to add or supplement to your faith goodness. We talked about that. And to goodness, knowledge. We talked about that last our, the last episode. And to knowledge, self-control. We're talking about self-control today and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly affection and to the brother and to brother or brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ but if anyone does not have them he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins mm. Those are the principles. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I want you to unpack, really get us in with a shovel. Let's get to some gold nuggets here about self-control, because man, especially when it comes to addiction, self-control is a big thing. Huge thing. So here's a quick word from our
1: sponsor.
2: Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to UnityWeekend.com. That's UnityWeekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives.
0: And we're back. We're back. You see the little, yeah, uh, if you're, if you're just, watch, about if, you're, if you're listening, you didn't see it. But, um, beforehand I was told by Chitty that he had me pegged and he already knew what he was going to throw in the paper, rock, scissors. So, and so, I told him I could read him like a book. So let I, me
3: add to that. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can clearly see that he was going to go scissors and he actually did, but he went on paper, rock, scissors, and he shot instead of paper, rock, scissors, shoot. So technically I knew he was going to be scissors, and I had him with Rock. He had to redo it because he did it wrong the first time. Hey, baby. I went through the same thing. Hey. I stuck with my guns.
0: Hey. Don't hate the player, hit the game.
3: <laughs> you saw that. You got, you got, hey. hey, all my hey. YouTube hey. viewers, hey. comment down there. You hey. feel me. Hey. You know hey, what I'm saying.
0: Learn. Learn. <laughs> Learn. I got you hook line and say, I told you, by the time we did it, I have a read on you, and I had one. Clearly, it was a loss for anyways. Let's get back. No one cares about this. Come on. Although, well, although some people do. Carl's like, this is the greatest thing thing ever. ever." And it's like a commercial break. Let's get back (laughs) to it. Let's get back to it. Sorry for everyone that's just listening. But I mean, yeah, we're both very competitive. We are self-control.
3: Yes. Self-control, man. This is probably one of um, the biggest principles for me personally um, and applying it to my walk with the Lord that helped me continue to walk in freedom. And self-control begins with submission to Christ as Lord. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, this biblical self-control that we are discussing, you won't be able to have. You won't be able to... um, Produced because it is produced It's a fruit of the spirit in Galatians five. It tells us that this is produced by way of the Holy spirit in the lives of those right. who have surrendered and submitted their life to Christ. And it is a byproduct of the spirit of God working in your life. So if you don't know him, um, and This reminds me actually of the episode we did with Sarah Kiel when we were talking about peace and joy, yeah, and she said, even for the non believer, even for the Buddhist, even for these other uh, people of religion, they can experience some form of joy and peace, and in this case, you can' experience some form of self control sure even for the non believer, even for someone in other religions, you can experience some sort of biblical or some sort of self control but biblical this supernatural self control that we're discussing today is produced specifically by way of the Holy Spirit and unless you are saved and a believer in Christ you are not able to embody this type of um self control
0: yeah let let me jump in and then you keep going but it's clear that, clear clear that Peter is addressing believers yes. in this and so what's also clear is that this is not just we this is not just for people going through addiction he's addressing the body of Christ yes and growth and sanctification and we always say addiction's not a surprise to God and what we found is, yeah, not just addiction, but does include addiction. These things, you grow in these areas, Mm. man, any kind of desire or, what does it say, sinful or wicked or harmful desire that is sin, corruption of the world, this is how you escape it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm uh, going with my first verse. It's in Hebrews, and it's something we discuss all the time, but it's 412, and it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit mm. of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So we see that by knowing God, allowing his word to take root in my heart brings about the character of God and the desires you were using that word, the desire yeah. to become more Christlike self control in ryan 's eyes prior to knowing Christ is very lustful it 's very jealous it 's very sinful it has its own agenda that pleases Ryan that serves Ryan as his own God, but having the the eyes of our hearts enlightened as scripture tells us, my desires become replaced with things that are good and pleasing to the Father now i don 't know those apart from his word, and as you just said, we are very uh, It's easy to get caught up in our flesh, even as believers, you know, so I'm constantly having this pull towards my own thoughts, my own ways, my own opinions, my own ideas, my own passions, my own lusts. And apart from allowing this word of God to take root in my heart, it's easy to get caught up and respond to my flesh and succumb to the ways of my flesh. So it begins with submission to Christ and then allowing the Lord to transform our hearts, replace our old sinful desires with new desires that are pleasing to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's I think maybe on the on the back half, um, we kind of dive into this a little bit more. But I think it is important to discuss because I was this way, you two were definitely this way. Uh, but someone going through addiction, man, there's a, there's a there's a typically there is a a dosage of manipulation that happens, mm-hmm. right? And so, what I want to be clear in the aspect of. These are clearly gifts. I mean, the the perfect complementary verse that you talked about—the fruits of the spirit. It does say self control is a fruit of the spirit of God. A believer who is, the spirit is now at work, alive and at work in them. So it is a supernatural gifting and things like that. But what there's also a theme in the, all throughout the Bible of, of sovereignty of God that has the power to give those gifts and implant those gifts into your soul. Mm. But there's a theme of man's responsibility. And so I think it'd be cool to talk about, um, and, and, and maybe after you kind of hit some more of your points, but I think it'd be cool to talk about, well, how does a believer, well, let's say I don't feel that, I don't, I, I'm, um, I, what we're not saying is that if you were a believer, that just comes out of you, Yeah. right? It's just, now I have self-control, da, 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 I am a believer. So discussing the differences in the man's responsibility side of that, I think would be good for the back of that half of this, but that just hit me, I want you to continue.
3: Yeah, no, we can we can definitely comment on that because, yeah, don't get it misconstrued. Just by confessing my faith in Christ doesn't mean immediately at the jump I am just the most self-controlled person to ever live. You know what I mean? There are still some real things that we have to navigate through. But one thing I will say towards that as far as the man's responsibility goes, we say it all the time, and we'll talk about it more next episode in Steadfastness, but those trials that are designed to produce spiritual maturity – It's healthy whenever we face those, even in a sense of whenever I fall short and I fall on my face and I do the wrong thing and I respond to my flesh and I engage in those sorts of things. Because as long as we have a heart of repentance and we're confessing these things to God and we are actively turning and going the other way, man, the clarity that I'm receiving and the ways in which the enemy can attack me and my blind spots and my weaknesses it gives me that much more power and ammunition, so to speak, to know where those blind spots are, to know where I'm falling short are, to know where, you know, I easily succumb to certain sins or temptations. Um, I think that is a big thing to acknowledge, though, like you said, is the fact that this doesn't just happen in a moment, and for the rest of my life, I have self-control. This is a daily thing where I wake up and say no to myself and say yes to God. And that looks like through prayer. That looks like go, through wise counsel. That looks like having brothers in Christ to call you out whenever you are falling short. That looks like being a part of a body of believers. Um, this may be off topic, but I'll just say this: I was in church all uh, this Sunday, and hey. it was oh my gosh. It was in uh, <laughs> Second Peter 2, though. And I don't know. I felt throughout the worship, the Lord was just ministering to me that, like, it's not about just a checklist. And you hear that all the time, but it's not about me just physically going to yeah. church. It's not about me just physically reading the word because I think it's so easy to use those escape goats in a sense of, like, well, I read my word today. Well, I went to church today. Well I worship today. yeah that's
0: that's Pharisee that's Pharisee Sadducee that's that Jesus calls that person a whitewashed tomb. you look good on the inside outside, but you're dead on the inside the The object of doing these things is what's the purpose, knowing why God's called us to He's called us to be a part of going to church, understand things happen yeah. uh when it comes to covid or something like that, and there's times that you go on vacation there's times that you but being committed to the body of Christ for community for uh, fellowship. And so if you're just going to check off a box and fake smile, no, go and learn how to be a part of a fellowship, Yeah, serve, be around people, know why God's called us to do it and be intentional about do it. Now, let me say this and then I'll continue on. I'll give you one from the, um, the post, of uh, missing the mark on self-control, what to do. And then I'll say on the, before you, one, after you haven't had self-control and then what you could do before you make a mistake and you can gain self-control. Here's yeah. what I believe in. And, and, and this one is absolutely a hundred percent. This is a, a fruit. If, if you're a believer, this will happen. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a born again, believer and the spirit of God is alive and at work in you. If you do something that is lacking self-control, you make a mistake, you blurt out something that you shouldn't have. You didn't think through something. You made a decision too soon. You used to numb pain, you looked at the porn because you you couldn't get it out of your mind, on and on, to say you made that mistake. Yeah. A thousand percent if you're a believer, there will be conviction of the Spirit of God that's letting you know that that was sinful. If you do not have conviction on that and you are justifying it in your head as everyone's looking at porn or whatever it may be, I don't know, man, I I can't judge your heart, but you should, you should, and you're listening to this. I would imagine you're either God's drawing you to himself, um, or you believe you said a prayer at some point and there's been no fruit in your life. Conviction is a guaranteed sign of a believer in Jesus Christ, a a bloodstained child of the kingdom. You will feel conviction. What you do with that conviction is the man's responsibility, is the growth that we're called to. You repent, you turn, you set up boundaries that you don't do it again. That's, that's what happens in, in self-control on the back side of it. On the front side of it, you're presented with a situation. Let's use um, whatever, whatever. And you're, about, you're in your mind, just like David on the rooftop, he shouldn't have been there, he saw Bathsheba, da, da, da. next thing you know he's sleeping with her, she's pregnant, she, he's killing her husband, right? There was a process there. <clears throat> when the thought enters your mind, you can't control that. Right, You can't control thoughts that come in your mind, but what you do with them you can. Right, You take thoughts captive. So it's not sin for a thought, a wicked thought to come in. That's We live in a fallen, sinful world. What you do with it is. And here's what I'll say. <clears throat> Another complimentary verse that you talk about all the time. There's no temptation.
3: That has overtaken you that is not common to man. Yeah. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he has provided the way of escape that you may be able to endure it.
0: I mean, that's a mic drop. I could, I could break that down, but God's not a liar. God said it, so be it. That thought that came in, the self-control as a believer, you will have. It's not uncommon to man. He's not tempted. You're not being tempted more than you can control, and that is a promise from God, a protection from God. But, man grow in these things, go through seasons, like everything I know, this is the answer. Or man, that person deserved for me to bark on them. Do you see what they said to me? Or whatever it is where you didn't have self-control in that moment, as you grow as a believer, as you're doing these things, you'll start to see, I have an option here. It's not beyond my control. The word of God says in this moment, I can have self-control. I can do this. But you gotta fight for it, man, because that's man's responsibility. And let me tell you what: whether it be pride, whether it be comfort, whether it be pain, whether it be whatever it, whatever it is, in any scenario where you don't have self control, <clears throat> let's just say the guy I'm barking at a guy. That's the safest one, right? yeah. so people can relate. But you could roll it down to porn, a, a alcohol, dope. You could cheating on your whatever it may be. <clears throat> if it's the pride that that guy deserved to be barked at, <clears throat> and you said things without self control. Man, you you will have a moment that you can stop in that. And maybe at first it's not pretty, and maybe at first it's not packaged well. It's just like, hey, I need to continue this conversation tomorrow. And you walk away. That's self-control. Yeah. It's not pretty. He knows you're upset. And maybe as an early on in this process, that's as best you could do. Two years from now, you could maybe process it as we're talking and see the hurt in the person's eyes and the person's tone that's talking to you that's saying sharp things, and you can sympathize with it. But that's a growth process. The first thing is my option is I could walk away, but they're wrong, and I'm going to, you know what I mean? It's pride there. And so that's what I mean. Beforehand or after the fact, repent. Beforehand, catch that moment that it's not out of your, out of your control, and God's given you the grace to walk in it and make a decision that's wise and honors him. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just to touch on what I was kind of where I was going with the the church on Sunday and how God was ministering to me, because it's a form of self-control. It's like you can still be in your word and still attend church and still for me personally, work here, teach classes, yeah. coach guys, do these things. And it's the S word. It's like, are you really seeking my face, though? Hmm. And I just felt him minister that to me. And on surface level, yes, it appears that I am. But if I really look at my heart and I really get deep in my prayer closet, it was like, am I genuinely seeking his face when I come here? Am I genuinely seeking his face every time I'm in his word? Like God speak to the depths of my soul. Am I genuinely seeking his face in worship and not just in a God fill me with your presence. So I feel good. And so I feel powerful. And so I feel mighty for your good, for your glory. So I can take what you are giving me and go and share it with others. And, Like you said, it's that conviction that I experienced in that moment. And it's what we do with that conviction that allows us to respond in a self-controlled manner. It's like, okay, God, I felt you minister to me that there's a level that I'm not going with you. There's a depth that I'm not pressing into with you and your spirit that, yeah, I may be going to church. Yeah, I may be teaching. Yeah, maybe I may be doing those things. But there's a level of depth that I can press into and find in my spiritual walk that I'm not necessarily getting to yet. And so like you just said, responding to that conviction, saying, okay, Lord, I hear you. Now let me turn from what I'm doing and let me go at this with everything I have is very important. And like you said, that's God. man's responsibility. I can hear these things from the Lord. I can know he's ministering to me. What am I gonna do with that though? It's not enough just to know that he's ministered that to me. It's applying this information now to my life and seeking his face wholeheartedly. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Let's take a quick uh, break. This is the last break, and then we'll be back. Uh, Carl, I want to get you in here. Um, obviously, self control is—I is, mean, out of all of these principles uh, that we there's seven of them uh, in the in the scripture. That's what we teach as well. The seven principles. Self control is one that has to hit home, man. Because mm-hmm. I mean, especially for someone that maybe is listening, and they're a family member of someone. Uh, In addiction, And that's probably the main one. Like, hey, how do you not have so much self-control? And we could talk about that a little bit afterwards. But uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
2: Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, Social justice, our national monuments, and more—the Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at MuseumOfTheBible.org/impact.
0: And we're back. All right, we're Come back. On. We're back. We're back. Hey, so now and there's uninterrupted the rest of um, the podcast, and you know we can go for however much longer, but. I do think that this is one um, self-control that we we spend some time on. I think. Let me give a disclaimer uh, to the ones listening that have that haven't battled a chemical dependence, and and I'll include pornography in that. There is a chemical dependence that happens in the brain when someone looks at something like that and and those kind of things. But if you're someone that's never that's never been an issue in your life, uh, maybe a loved one has and, and you're watching this, but and you're maybe you're thinking, just have the self-control not to do it, right? Stop. Like that was my wife's story. When mm-hmm. I when I finally confessed to her <clears throat> that I was addicted to pain medication, her thought immediately was, Oh, cool, we'll just flush them, we're good. I'll just keep you from them in yeah. mind, right? I guess the disclaimer in this scenario is it's not that, um, I could try to give you some data. I I could be wrong, but for example, um, the chemicals that go off in the brain, um, it's, it's when your brain is addicted to an opiate or an alcohol, there's physical stuff that happens out there's, the decision-making and the the justification that happens in the brain is different than just stop, and, and it's not a normal situation that you're dealing with. And I, don't, I think I'm fumbling this, but I need you to know that it's not a just stop moment. It's not just have more self-control moment. The reason we teach these is because we are talking about, as Chitty said, supernatural self-control. Um, and so, And tapping into that and knowing that God's Word is true, and if God said it, so be it, and we will always stand on the Word of God, and He says it. He says it's a fruit of the Spirit. And if you are a believer, that Spirit is alive and at work in you, and there will be fruit in it. And so please, just in the aspect of grace, I guess, um, in this topic, we are aware of how, the de- how that desire really takes hold of someone's life. And so discussing self-control with that desire, that chemical-dependent desire, um, is just a little different. We, we understand the magnitude of that here. Uh, and I guess I want you to as well. If you're someone who hasn't, if you're listening, you've battled addiction, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's, it's a, it has its hooks and it made me do things that I never would have done. And I said that earlier, but I'm talking about, I grew up, um, I have no excuse for addiction, no trauma and drama. I have great family, popular roof over my head. I wanted, you know, my, there were teachers. We weren't wealthy, but I, I wasn't hungry. Likewise. And that desire, when it had its hooks in me, made me do things I would have never, ever in my entire life thought that I would have done. Being a thief, a master manipulator, not caring about anyone but me. So that, And that was only because of a desire to get my next fix because I felt like that's what I had to do. So it's very serious. But what I'm also proclaiming in the name of Jesus, that you can escape that sinful desire. Yeah. Carl, add to
1: Yeah, first of all, I'm gonna try to pick up this mic. Yeah, so you guys can hear me clearly. Hallelujah! But um, I actually wanted to tie in like what what you're talking about and what you're talking about. Um, You're talking about responding to convictions. Super important, Um, and it's actually something that uh, God's been working on me in my life lately. Um, Just being challenged to respond to like areas He's asking me to grow in, and then you're talking about Sunday. You know, when it's like you don't want to just go through the motions, you want to seek his face in all things. Um, I was looking through Chitty's notes right before, and he wrote something down about um, self-control as being controlled by Christ. And um, when we allow Christ to do that, we respond to those convictions. And um, I just, God's really just been working on me lately about how important it is to respond to those convictions. And, um, to actually take like practical steps towards like when he reveals something, it's like, okay, am I just going to sit on this information or am I going to take practical steps towards doing that? Um, and if we're going to be more self-controlled, we have to do that. We have to do that.
0: Yeah. Read again the quote that you had that he just quoted your notes that you probably quoted from someone else, I think about self-control being controlled by Christ.
3: Um... I mean, it it could have been the very first line. It just says, seeking self-control begins with submission to Christ as Lord. Um, Turning from sin and repentance was something I could never do prior to knowing Jesus as my Savior.
0: Yeah, and so, Carl, I believe there was something in your notes, too, that said, being controlled by Christ is self-control. And, I mean, that lines up as well with, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So these things are possible, not easy. These seven principles. This is sanctification, man. This is this is growing as growing towards the image to which we were created in, more and more like Christ, more and more wanting to please Abba Father, more and more hating our sin and and it just being separate from the world and what God says is good is good, and that's a hard process, man. If I may, sanctification. Most of the time is not fun. Difficult. When you're in it, when you're in that season. Mm -hmm. Because basically it's conviction is just saying, hey, you're wrong in this. No one likes being told they're wrong. Yeah. Especially in the Western America today, right? When everybody has their own truth, everybody's designed to be their own God. We're we're marketed as what's best for you is your best life now. And this product will make that happen. And so you're built up as this god lowercase g and i mean (laughs) so no one likes to hear i don't like to hear when i'm wrong i mean as i'm getting older and and i believe maturing in the faith i respond better a little bit better and better uh but sanctification is hard man because then when you fall into the submission of that sanctification and you're 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 repenting just basically saying i am in agreement with you god i've sinned against you with this matter Man, there comes a lot of open attacks that can come with that shame and guilt, and you're less than. And see, I told you you're just a mess up. Hey, all these things of your your own flesh that you've told yourself, but the enemy knows how to come in in your weakness as well. And so sanctification's hard, but it's the beauty of the design. If it wasn't hard, we wouldn't chase after the heart. We wouldn't go to the arms of Christ for comfort, and that's what He wants. Come to Me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest for your souls. And my soul is waging war when I'm fighting sin. My soul is waging war when I'm walking through sanctification and turning from things that I know offend the holy God. And the only place I can find rest in the time of warfare is in the arms of the Father. Hmm. Right?
3: Yeah, no, I'm just sitting here and just recalling, like, even for us three, like our past. And I remember that moment. If you're someone listening or watching in a season where... You may believe in that self-control, but maybe it's not for you personally, or maybe you've never experienced it personally. And like Adam said earlier, that desire to use, unless you've been through it, you will never, ever be able to fathom the grips that addiction has on the mind, on the heart, physically on the body. Like I never thought it was possible to not use, not only not use, but not even to have a desire to use or get high. And that's why, this is why I say that it starts with submission to Christ as Lord, and then continues with a heart transformation. But this is Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his uh, glorious inheritance in the saints? And that's what happened, man. The Lord captured my heart. He set within me a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of revelation, a knowledge of him. And that knowledge of him told me that I was made new, that no temptation had overtaken me, that I could escape sinful desires, that I'm no longer defined by my past and my mistakes. And when you allow those words to penetrate your heart, those lies of I'm stuck, I'm trapped, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I can't overcome this begin to be filled with the truth of God's word. And when that enlightens your heart, man, you have this eternal hope that I am who Christ says I am. I can't escape these sinful desires. And there is absolute hope regardless of what my current situation is. I know that power, Christ possesses the power to overcome these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 Man, I don't know. It's 32 minutes in, and the can of worms that I'm about to open might be for another time. But, <clears throat> um, Yeah, man, that's why we're doing this podcast is, is to, first and foremost, know that when we're talking about this, we're, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about progression. Um, the things that I dealt with last year—if I'm still dealing with them this year—that am I really putting? Am I really putting it to death? Am I re- or am I playing with it like it's a little bit lion cub? Yeah, knowing that it's going to become an apex predator one day and do what the Bible says sin does—is kill still or comes to give? He comes to give life, but the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm that's an aspect. So it's it's not perfection. I don't want you to think that we're saying this and we're shaming you because you have an experience. I'm telling I, I, what I want to encourage you is if you are a believer, get in the fight, man. Like what are you doing? Like this stuff that's been promised these things, get in the fight with these things, with these principles that God's saying. Like are you are you putting in the man's responsibility side? Are you putting your feelings Putting your comforts down, knowing that they're only going to bring problems if you're not growing in these things. And then there's there's and then there's the side of I, I can't see your heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I will say, and there's there's I used to hear oh, when I was twelve, uh, God became my Savior. When I was thirty six, He became my Lord. Uh, that's if he's not your lord he's not your savior yeah. right and 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 kind of add that if you haven't surrendered at all, you haven't surrendered at all and so I'm not trying to make people question their salvation right now, but I mean the thing we're talking about big boy stuff here man we're talking about fruits of the spirit we're talking about we're talking about supernatural things that happen and I mean I mean, I'm. If you haven't experienced a Holy God, and I mean, there, there, you'll know. It's not. It's not emotion. It's not a, 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 There will be emotions. It's not strictly emotions. It's not because you you heard a good message. It's not because you heard a, a prayer. There will be a a spiritual invasion in your life. And man, I was laid prostrate on the floor, right with my face in my hands, and just. I don't know. I mean there and I, that actually happens a lot as a believer. Yeah. That I this the conviction that I feel over silly things now. Over the way I spoke to my wife, which is, you know, married couples fight, but I will be more grieved that I sinned against God in this. God, you gave me this woman to be my helper and I, to be her helper and to us to be one flesh. And I spoke to her that way. Obviously I apologized to my wife, but I'm grieving God. That's how I know that I'm in his family. And I mean, if you haven't, that comes with surrender. Like God, I lay it all down at your feet. All is all. I heard a songs we sang a worship song at our church. They're creating some, a worship album and, one of the songs says, I'm willing to die for the glory of your name. Mm. Have you thought about that? Like, really thought about that? That's giving it all. And, and I guess <laughs> that's why I said I didn't want to open up this can of worms. And, and so I guess if if your response is you really don't feel this, one, it's like, hey, you know, press in if you're a believer. But two, man, have you surrendered your life to Christ? And when we say surrender, we mean all. I surrender all. Not I surrender. I surrender all. Most, it's not almost. It's I surrender all. And my concern is we as we can. And this is going off the rails, man. But my concern is when we truly are calling for revival of a nation, there is going to be a war. There already is a war waged on our way of life. And if you haven't surrendered all, you're hurting the cause. We don't need we don't need posers right? We, there's enough bad press about the church. There's enough anger whenever you tell someone that your life is to be dictated by a holy and powerful God in this culture. No one wants their life dictated by anything. And so know what, count the cost as we said last episode. Count the cost. Yeah. Man, surrendering your life to Christ. The Bible says the gate is narrow that you enter into. And so man, we, we're we fired up. These things are true Evident evidently. Like We're telling you they're true, and we've battled a life of addiction, and there is life after addiction through the power of the Spirit of God. But, man, not for someone who's playing Christian. Mm. And we touched on that, like you said, with Sarah, and you touched on it today. Man, but we need some mighty men and mighty women of valor to step up that have surrendered all and don't give a rip what the world thinks anymore. And man, this whole, your community, if you do that in your community, it'll be flipped upside down on its head with the culture. I mean, you, we read about it in the early church, man. There they were riots because those Christ ones, those Christians, mm-hmm. they're making our economic, even they were selling idols out of gold and everything, and because of the faithfulness and the word going out, they were creating economic stress. I don't know why I got on this, man, but it, I felt led to do it. But, I mean, count the cost, and if you haven't surrendered all, you haven't surrendered at all. Mm. And, and I'm, not tr- I'm not asking you to question your salvation. I'm asking you to plead with God. Uh, and, and, and if you are saved, then these things are for you. Don't be lazy. Don't be spiritually lazy, I guess. Sorry. Go ahead, man. <laughs> we're probably going to have to edit all this out. I just went. <laughs> no, we're good.
3: I, I think that's all I have, man. Um, Carl, you got a final word?
0: So let's end this on an up. Can we end this on an end up? End it on an up, baby. I mean, I, everything I've said I believe to be true biblically. Um, it's not meant to beat you up. It's, it's meant to draw you up. Draw you to the Father, um, and it is true, man. It is true that there's people that come into this program every year, and they believe because they've gone to church. They believe because mom and dad's a Christian, and maybe they did a prayer at some age that they are a Christian. And the reality is, man, they're not. They're not. Mm. And I just want you to, I just want to challenge, you know, if, if you're unsure about that, that question to ask is, have you surrendered all? Have you laid your life at the cross? The call of the Christian, the call of the believer is come and die so that you may live, mm. right? And I mean, if it's if it's softened so much that you don't use that language, then it's just not Christianity, you know? Yeah. It's it's what can I get? Mm. Can I get heaven? Um, I guess here's how I I will end it on and up the beauty of the gospel. When you're, when the veil is removed, the beauty of who God is when the veil is removed, not, not because he's not beautiful, but it's because there's a veil over our eyes. And when that veil is removed and you see the beauty of his word, (laughs) when you taste the glory and goodness of, of those very great and precious promises come true in your life. When you see the lights click on in someone's eyes that you're, you're pouring into that you're, you're praying for that you're, you're walking through biblical principles. There's not a drug, a drink, a sexual act, a euphoria of any kind that I have ever experienced that compares to this man. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, and when you're walking with the Lord, there's a freedom. We talk about that all the time in this podcast. The feeling of being free in Christ, the freedom of his note, right, that I practice self-control when Christ controls my life, the anxiety level, it's just like I could taste it. I've never been in the same place as the apostles and and the biblical heroes. I've never been put in that situation, but I've tasted it. To where they could literally get the mess beat out of them, and leave rejoicing. Yeah, I've tasted that, man. I've tasted it. I haven't experienced it, man. I want to say that I will be God honoring in a situation like that if it ever arises. But I've tasted it, and just the taste is enough for us to shout this stuff from the rooftops and tell you that hey, once an addict, always an addict is from hell. It's a lie. You identifying yourself after you become a believer that your identi- identity is tied into, de- into alcoholism or addiction—that's a lie. I've been crucified with Christ; it's not I who live. And the reality of these promises is that you can escape those desires. <sighs> there was a day in my life, and you—we've talked about this on the pod. I'm probably going to get emotional. I said out loud in a room by myself. Out loud, there will never be another day that I don't take a drug. It was my life. I had to have it. It was. It was who I was. And for me to proclaim that after Christ set me free is of Satan. And it keeps people in bondage because that's the mindset. With that mindset, that's what I was going to do. I would have always done that. And to know that I have been set free from that. To know that I didn't have to have that, to know that Christ made me in his image is the most beautiful thing that I could pass along to my brother or sister in Christ who's struggling with addiction. And that's, that's...
3: And that is life after addiction. You better believe it.
0: We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless.
2: No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.